Nine o'clock Saturday morning means it's Dead Set Legends time. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom are here until 11.30. Then Triple M will be rocking football. 208 games to his name, former skipper of the Brisbane Lions, two-time best and fairest, Tom Rockcliffe. Hello, mate. Good morning, good morning, Adelaide. What a show is in store today. I can't wait to uh, jump into this. We're going to have another look at the Crows and where they're at. Uh, talk a, bit, a little bit more about their rebuild, but we've also got some great guests coming up as well, and no bigger than Bernie Vince. Yeah, Bernie, yes. Bernie Vince Bernard. joins us after 11 o'clock with uh, 20 first-class tons to his name, average of about 40 for the Redbacks. Callum Ferguson, hello, mate. Tomo, what a day it is again. The, I've heard that there's rain coming. It could be Armageddon this afternoon, but Can't what it true. won't be doing is coming during our time here nah. on Franklin Street. What a morning. Uh, looking forward to the show. Uh, I'm sure uh, Rocky's got a... A little bit of something for us. Oh, I'm not yeah. sure whether you're in the gun or not, Tomo, but uh, there is a bit happening today, and uh, I think our producer yes, maybe mm. has been a little bit uh, cheeky on the side as well. I wouldn't mind getting him involved in the show at some point too. Tommy Basso out the back there, but we've got a big show ahead. Yeah, it's massive. Obviously, a huge week in, in football this week. Taylor Walker re-signed for the uh, Adelaide Football Club, which is brilliant, and David Noble sacked. So what we're going to do, we're going to put it to our man Tommy Rockliffe, what he would do at the at the North Melbourne Footy Club. There's a whole heap going on. The Saints were pitiful last night. Absolutely disgraceful, my boys. So we're going to chat about that next. Oh, Rocky's got some mail on myself. Jay Clark's going to join us about the latest on Brody Grundy. She's a massive helping on Dead Set Legends. Stay with us, Adelaide. Triple M. Run home. But there it is. Western Bulldogs. 13-6-84, the Saints 7-14-56 on a Friday night. It's the Western Bulldogs at Marvel Stadium. Dogs too good last night, Rocky. Yeah, they were. Both these teams had the opportunity to potentially keep their finals dream alive. They're still thereabouts, but St Kilda could have jumped into the eight to start the round and, and potentially hold their position, but they were disappointing right from the outset, weren't they? The Western Bulldogs jumped them after a poor performance last week against the Swans. They wanted to rebound, and they certainly did that, and... Even up until the last quarter when Saints end up kicking four goals, that was only a little bit of scoreboard respect in the end. The Western Bulldogs were the better team all night. Marcus Bontempelli was yeah. back to his absolute best last night. So they, they were they were pretty good. I still think both those teams won't play finals, but uh, St Kilda, how disappointing were they? Oh, look, I... Your mob. Yeah. But Tomo, I, no, you I'll, you I'll, tipped them to finish top eight. Yeah, I'll put my hand up. No yeah. worries. I had them in the finals and they started yep. the year well. But when the backs are against the wall, they just fell away, Ferg. I just feel like um, you don't know what you're getting from them week in, week out, quarter to quarter mm. even. If you look at last night, I mean, they were non-competitive for three quarters. The first quarter was just an abomination. Yep. I, I feel like that last quarter, all it did really was just attempt to bring a bit of respect back to the whole thing. But Yep. I mean, they couldn't hit the side of a barn mm. from 15 metres out. Like, they were missing shots from left, right and centre. And I, I, that's a skill thing, yep, maybe a bit of pressure. But the fact of the matter is, when the game was on the line and, and you know, there was a bit of a contest to be had early in the game, in the biggest game for their season, really. Yep. I mean, that was, it, that was it for them, I thought. Um, they just didn't front up. And I wanted to ask Rocky whether he thinks it's, it's in a big game like that, they're not bringing effort, which I struggle with. They're professionals or whether they're just a bit timid and they're a bit nervous in the in the limelight. I don't know. I think they're just really inconsistent. I think we've seen that from St Kilda. They're top four at the bye, so they're sitting fourth and potentially finish top four. Everyone's talking about how good they are. They've bounced back from their down year the year before, and now they find themselves in 10th 
and not going to play finals. It's I, embarrassing. Like, seriously, shocking. it's Friday night. You've got the whole country. You're, yeah. The whole wires are on you. You're at Marvel Stadium. Yeah. They're your home ground, you know, and you, your backs are up against the wall when you deliver that. Seven yeah. unanswered goals to start the game. That's it's why I so want to wrong. dig a bit deeper, Tomo, because right. it can't be just like a lack of effort. It's got to be something mental. And we understand young teams being inconsistent, but with a, a side that's got that much maturity about it, how do they keep fronting up and dishing that up every second week? Mm. Just yeah, poor, just poor, really poor from the outset to to the finish last night. They just couldn't get their game going defensively. They were they were really poor. I think there was some vision on the broadcast about them just not wanting to defend. And then we heard oh, yeah. Jason Dunstall at half time. He did not miss. The season's on the line, and we're going to talk about their tackling and pressure numbers in a moment. They are mind blowingly poor. That's how bad it is. Whether that's an attitudinal thing. An effort thing. I, I don't. I, I can barely grasp what I'm seeing from the Saints. Desperation wise. That's spot on from yeah. uh, from the Chief there as well. And take nothing away from the Western Bulldogs. You know they they were good, but once again they, they can they've been very inconsistent as well. You've been on the record saying as well, Rock. They've been the biggest disappointment this year. So it's tough supporting these teams. From one week you're absolutely flying, and the next week you're poor. Yeah, it's hard. You go to the footy, you, you want to see your team perform really well. And these two clubs, unfortunately, have been so up and down this year. So I think that's year over for St Kilda, um, Ratton re-signed. So is it a coaching thing that they need to go and work on defensively, make sure that their their principles are sound, uh, particularly around team defence? I think that's where the game starts for them. They, they got opened up far too easily last night and the Bulldogs are too strong. Mm. Yep, simple as that. Right, coming up very, very shortly, we're going to ask Rocky about the the David Noble situation, what he would do at the North Melbourne Football Club, and what that what's up next here, Rock? A little bit of mail. Yes, on you, on me, on you. Can't be true. Oh, can't be true. Big trouble. We'll get to that next. Dead Set Legends. Triple M. This is Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomo here until 11.30 today. Then Triple M will be rocking football. We're debuting a brand new segment after 10.30. Mean tweets, because our boy Tommy Rockcliffe dropped some extensive mail about Brody Grundy, and the, the punters mm. aren't overly happy there, Fergus. No, the Pie fans are up in arms. They're not happy. And uh, that's what happens, though, when you when you scoops Rockcliffe oh, and you're it. dropping bombs left, right, and centre. It's... Uh, it's going to come back at you every now and then, and uh, I, I can understand where the, the Pie fans are coming from. Mean tweets after 10.30. Time will tell whether that's right or not. I think it is, and uh, I think uh, we'll speak to Jay Clark a little bit later about Brody yes. Gundy yep. and where yes, that's please. at. The big spread in the, today's paper as well. But la- pager. I want to go back to last week. So, Tomo, you were yes. like a uh, kid in a candy store, really, last, yes. last Thursday. We went down to the Screaming Jets. Oh, yeah, that's a perk. Concert. After yeah. the survey results. and. We got there a little bit late. Well, I did. I got there a little bit late. You but... did. I was. Tomo dragged me by the ear down there uh, half an hour before anyone else turned up. We're in the Uber together, weren't we? We were. Girls? That's right. And you not... brought a couple of cans into the car with us. I had a glint in my eye, you didn't did, I? did, yeah. Real sparkle. <laughs> it's fair to say Tomo was up and about, and he'd probably responsibly drank a little bit too much early. No, not true. Tip, at all. Tipped him in uh, as he went. So, uh, But the big thing of the night, so we ended up seeing how he was at the mm. end of the night and um, it's been well documented across the whole network over the last sort of 10 days how big that night was. <laughs> oh, but yes. Our man, Ferg, he's finally been recognised. What? He's been recognised. So thanks to the Dead Set Legends, his face is out there now and people actually start to know who he is. So well, the survey's suggesting that we're out there. I mean, we are flying. <laughs> So he, he had to venture off to the bathroom. He had to release uh, and go to the bathroom. So he walked in there and a punter's grabbed him and said, Hey, Tomo, oh, hey, hey, mate, can I get a photo? So 
it, it's happened. Like mm, this happens wow. to me and Ferg pretty regularly. We <laughs> walk around the street. Everyone wants a, a photo. Is this the first time this it's happened big, to you? Tomo? No, 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 no. Well, probably the, probably the first time that week, but. <laughs> First time that week, so then he's, he's, he said, uh, oh, mate, you're actually going bald. Fact? What? He, he led with that. Bit of, bit of truth in it. Yeah, bit, bit of truth <laughs> in it. bald. Yeah, yeah he's called me, he's called me uh, that I'm receding, sort of marching back upstairs a bit, Fergus. Yeah, yeah, which was, sure uh, that. yeah, it wasn't overly stoked. It's not that. overly endearing no. to the person you're speaking no, to. No, that's right. So you've got, a, you've got a photo with him, and then everyone in the bathroom, I'm told, is getting around you. So there was another... Oh. Uh, Triple He's a big M's wig. He's a big wig. Staff Around member in there that's passed on this mail to me this morning, oh. and and at the end of it, he said, "Thanks, Liam, for the photo." <laughs> and you've turned around and said, "Pardon?" He goes, "Yeah, you're Liam from Better." <laughs> 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 Tell me it's not true. <laughs> so you've finally been recognised for your radio talent. They don't even know who you are. <laughs> no Spot <way>. on. <laughs> Spot on. And I walked out and someone bumped into me and go, Good day, Sona, how are you? <laughs> 104.7 Triple M. This is Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom are here until 11.30 this morning. And then Triple M will be rocking football. The Adelaide Footy Club taking on Collingwood. We're going to open up the phones after 10.30. What do the Crows need to really, really improve? But right now... Uh, David Noble, unfortunately, lost his job. That's the, the nature of the, the industry, coaching, 38 games he coached. And um, it was a, a probably, you know, it's fair to say, a poor win-loss record. And that's what gets you at the end of the day. Did you expect this to be happening, Rob? No, I didn't. I had David as a uh, footy manager up at Brisbane. And I thought he was super professional and, and one of the best that I had during my career in that role. I thought he was going to progress down the CEO-type path, but he decided to go coaching. I think North Melbourne came knocking. And I think... For him, it's probably a little bit unfair. You're only a year and a half in. Um, they turned that list over completely. They got rid of all their old guys and, and wanted to bring the kids through. Mm. Hindsight, potentially you take two or three first-round picks for Horn Francis because then you can build your list a lot quicker if you've got two or three really good kids coming through. We've seen Port Adelaide do that with Dersma, Rosie and Butters. It just tops your list up nicely. So... For them moving forward, I think they pulled the trigger a little bit early. We don't know the goings-ons inside the footy club, whether he'd lost the players or not. Um, all reports are that he probably didn't. Maybe he upset a couple by the standards that he was trying to set. But when you get to a young club, you've got to set those standards and make them work hard. So a year and a half into a rebuild, I think it was too early and unfair on him. Oh, I'm with you, Rocky. I Look, I'm starting to worry about the, the AFL culture um, when we're seeing this sort of thing happen so often. We saw Reece Shaw who yep. started the rebuild, really, and, and they we saw a huge turnover of players, a lot of senior players left, and I heard Luke Hodge talk the other day, and I've seen it in cricket where teams just, you know, they, they push everyone over the age of 28 out the door and just say, we're starting again. Mm. Well, who are the young players learning from? So he, they were, he was coming coming from a long way back when he took over this list after Reece Shaw walked away, and, and you think about the pressure that was on Reece at the start of this this rebuild. I'm wondering whether there's an issue with the culture in AFL around this stuff because what did we expect from this list? Yeah, no, I this agree. This side was never going <laughs> to no. get off the bottom three. No. Let's face it. So why are we walking out the coach now? We can't have expected much more than what they delivered except for maybe an extra 10 
um, 10 percentage points. Like, seriously? You touch on the culture right there, and Don Pike actually flagged it in the media when he moved on from the Adelaide Football Club. And I'm paraphrasing here, but in terms of looking, need to, as an industry, need to start looking after the mental health of, mm. of people in these significant roles. But, yeah, and we could talk about this forever. Oh, but right now, Absolutely. I want to I uh, quiz our man, the, the footy guy in this conversation, yeah. Rocky. What would you do at the North Melbourne Football Club? What do you reckon they need? Because Ross Lyon has been bandied around like no tomorrow. Yep. Uh, Bernie Vince has even said it. He will coach. He will coach the North Melbourne Football Club in 2023. Here he is right now. Ross Lyon. Ross Lyon. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie knows something. Coach North Melbourne. Bernie knows You're saying yeah. will. Yep. Oh, yes, beauty. That's big. Yeah. And he'll coach him. You're saying for what reason? Because uh, I've just heard a few things. So you've been told. Mm. Bernie adamant about that. We'll speak to him after 11 o'clock. That's on the bump. You can get that on the listener app. <laughs> yeah, I think Bernie obviously knows something. There's, yeah, they yeah. need experience. They need an experienced coach. And I think Ross Lyon would be perfect for them. Um, I heard Jonathan Brown speak about it on Monday night. He said he holds Ross Lyon as a premiership coach, even though he hasn't won one. Yeah, he's been yeah. to three grand finals. He knows what it's about. He's been there. He's done it. He His defensive mindset is, I think, exactly what North Melbourne need. And we spoke about it before. You don't know what you don't know when you're a young fella. So you don't right. understand what it takes to be an AFL player. And as we said, they moved on all those players. We had Charlie Dixon. I spoke to him recently about it. And he spoke about when he was at Gold Coast at the start. They just yeah. had all kids and they had no mm. idea what they were doing. They right. thought they knew, but they didn't. So yeah. they need to also bring in some top-end talent that actually shows them um, how to prepare for a game. So, like, I look at a guy like Travis Boak. And I'm not saying that Travis Boak's going to go to North Melbourne, so I don't yeah, want yeah. anyone to think that. But if you can get someone like him in that actually is an absolute professional that does yep. everything right and, and shows these kids this is what it takes to make the level, then I think you can turn things around really quickly. So they need to look at players that potentially may have a year or two left. Get them into, this, get them into North Melbourne. Give them a, a coaching role, potentially an assistant job as well. But I think if they got Ross Lyon... And then filter down from there. If you get a couple of older players that just set the standards professionally off the field, show them all what it's about. Because they have enough talent on that list still. Oh, but they've yeah. got some really good kids coming through. So I would aim for a, a player like a Travis Boak who's got, well, I think Boak has got four or five years left. And I'm not mm. saying Travis Boak. I'm saying someone like that. Well, let, let's take him off the table. What about a yeah. Trent Cotchin? Okay, yeah. Because I reckon, yeah. I reckon Richmond, now that they, they lost last week, they, they might get eighth. Eight, seventh or eighth, okay. So their window is is really it's it's small it's small now, isn't it? If they're gonna win yeah. a flag again. So Cochin, do you throw him for two years and go, mate, can you play twelve, fourteen games for us? For over two years and then into a coaching role. Well, I thought Fagan's move to bring Hodge up to Brisbane was a masterstroke and Birchall on the back Correct. of that as well. Yep. I think having that extra coach out on the park has to be invaluable. And I, I think that is exactly the way they, they should go. They try and bring in someone. Cochin's a good option, mm. isn't he? Someone that's been at a successful club and understands what it takes to win a premiership, I think is invaluable for that young group. Come in and just do, do show them, tell them what you've learned mm. over the years, defensively, offensively. I think it's a really smart ploy to bring in one or two older guys that potentially have a year or two left that set the standard. And we've seen Luke Hodge, as you said, do that at Brisbane as well. Three-time grand final coach and a three-time premiership captain's not a bad start. That'd be a great start. Triple M. We belong together. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Stories from home and away. Yes, well, as we know, we uh, like to delve into our home and away, um, away from what we get up to. And I thought it was worth mentioning today that, Tomo, you bring so much life and energy and professionalism to this show. Thanks, Rob. I bring all the AFL news and try – I think I have a pretty good handle on it. Yeah, I'll um, you all over it. Of what we do. We yep. talk about um, 
skill development. Yep. We, we have big stories about the AFL. Yep. And Ferg's role is clearly around the cricket and what Correct. he brings to it. So mm. we went back for a little listen mm. um, to what Ferg had, not yet the audio, but we went back and had a listen when you said about Travis Head. No, no way he gets a bowl. His hamstring's off the bone. Mm-hmm. On And he came out and bowled and took four for ten. Yeah. Four <laughs> for ten. Yep. So then we were thinking... Last week, the second test, Australia batted first. They, they went not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. Yep. Well, according to our cricket expert, That's this it. is what he had to say about the game. But for mine, put down your glasses. This one is over Sri Lanka. They're on the canvas. They won't get up in this test. They're done. Oh. Finished. He's put a line through them already. The Australians have been dominant over in Sri Lanka. They are absolutely flying. Sri Lanka are flat on the canvas and not getting up. Eleven now for Prabhat Jayasuriya, five in the second. Put down your glasses, as I said earlier this morning. Sri Lanka aren't getting up, Australia are going to walk at home in this one. Oh, that's good, that's close, Kumar Dhatmasena gets it. Sri Lanka, they won't get up in this test. <laughs> Six for Jayasuriya, 12 in the game. Sri Lanka celebrate, it's been a magnificent performance, an incredible comeback after being 1-0 down. This one is over Sri Lanka, they're on the canvas, they won't get up in this test. <laughs> How'd we go there, Fergal? Ah, oh, jeez, I was due to get one wrong. Wasn't oh, I? our cricket expert <laughs> said they cannot and they beat Australia for the first time by an innings. <laughs> Well done. I like uh, it, Rocky. Too good, you too. Very, very good. Jay-Z Clark joins us next. He I deserve that. Matt Crouch information, <laughs> Brody Grundy information, <laughs> and the latest on North Melbourne. We'll get to him next. Triple M. <laughs> 104.7 Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom my time to get all the footy news out of Melbourne. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. AFL Newsbreaker, Jay Clark. Uh, Jay-Z Clark joins us right now. A massive week for the North Melbourne Football Club. Coachless at the moment, Jay-Z. What's the latest? Yeah, I just wonder whether there could be a big twist in this North Melbourne coaching story, fellas, because there is a growing belief in Melbourne that North Melbourne are desperate for Ross Lyon. Yep. Now, until this point, Ross is sort of after the sort of the experience with Carlton, which he declared his hand for, but then got overlooked in the end. It sort of seemingly left a bit of a bitter taste in his mouth. But he's currently on a bit of a holiday up in Queensland. And from everything we hear around Arden Street, they want a senior experienced coach. And the dominoes are beginning to fall. We don't think Alistair Clarkson was keen. We don't think that Adam Simpson is keen. So it was Ross Lyon who took St Kilda to the grand finals. who did a great job sitting up Fremantle. Will he be tempted by a huge offer, like a big money offer, partly backed by the AFL or fully endorsed by the AFL, to take a club which has been struggling and on its knees on a some path up the ladder? He's going to be on Triple M tomorrow, Ross Lyon, and I think after a few days' consideration, it is going to be very interesting to see what he says because... You work with I him every Sunday, Jay-Z. Do you, can you see him doing it? Well, up until now, he sort of... It, it's, he sort of He's past him. You know, he, he, he's not interested. He's happy with his life. He's happy in the media. He works for the Wiseau Property Group. He says, why would I want the headache? What? You know, you work 70 hours a week. You get potted. North Melbourne, it's going to be a bumpy ride still for the next few years. So my gut feel says no. 
but what are the conversations in the background at the moment? What are they like? If they just say, Ross, the job is yours if you want it. Here's 1.5, which is what Ruzi got at Melbourne. You know, yeah, coaches, they, they have not ego, but they have that competitive, you know, burn just like everyone else. So it's going to be absolutely fascinating. I would have thought it's unlikely, but can they twist his arm? Can they change his mind? I think it's the biggest story in footy over the next 24 hours. And I can't wait to ask Ross Lyon the question who's been laying very low <laughs> over the past few days. So it's going to be fascinating. And Jay-Z, our man Scoops Rockcliffe dropped the, the Brody Grundy stuff a, a couple of weeks ago. And you've done some digging around this week with a double-page spread, if oh, you don't mate. mind, in the paper. Well, what do you know about this? And uh, is there a mega trade on, on the table or in the near future? See, I think Rocky was wasted in footy. This whole time he could have been an absolute <laughs> doink of Australian sports journalism. He's just got his absolute uh, ear to the ground, mate. You're wasted out there with the boots on. You should have held a pen the whole time for the past 20 years. But what the, the latest on this, or the update on this, is that Brody Grundy would prefer or wants to remain at Collingwood, right? So if Collingwood want to do this deal, either the Port Adelaide to come back home to be the number one ruck or to GWS in exchange for Tim Taranto and Bobby Hill or Tanner Bruin in a sort of a mega deal mm. like that, it's going to have to be a little bit against Brody Grundy's wishes. So this is okay. Adam Trelaw, Mark Two. Right. So <laughs> the latest is that he's happy at Collingwood, wants to play out his his contract there. It's got five more years to run. It's $950,000 a deal to the cent, as I understand. So it's going to be, I think if he moves, it is going to be a bit of an awkward one. Now, as far as I can tell, for the right deal, Collingwood is open to this. And that's exactly what Scoop Rockliffe said um, last week. I just think it's going to be not very easy. But as we saw in the 2020 trade period, Collingwood is prepared to make some big deals. But the latest from his camp is that he wants to stay. So it's going to be fascinating a uh, couple of months leading up to the trade period. Yeah, we'll watch this space. I reckon we're on to something there. Jay, now Matty Crouch, he's been dropped for the third time this season. Where's he yep. at? Is there any interest in him moving back to Victoria? Fascinating story. I can't see – I mean, I, I think he needs a fresh start. I think we can all see that. He's in and out of the team. He's a little bit older. He's a short Australian best and fairest winner, as you guys have said so many times. Now, wh who would be the clubs that would be interested in Matt, Matt Crouch? I think potentially there's three. It's Geelong with a question mark. It's Essendon maybe. And it's even Collingwood potentially. But in whatever deal is happening for Matt Crouch, I think it is going to be a low, late pick. So the Bombers got – Peter Wright for a, a fourth round pick. Collingwood got Patrick Lipinski, I think, for pick 42 or pick 45. Now, there's no way, even though he's contracted for next year, Matty Croucher, I, I don't think that Adelaide can demand much in return. If he's not breaking into, not one of the worst midfields in the competition, but a developing midfield, if he's not in Adelaide's best 22, there is no way the Crows can then demand much in the trade table. So I think he needs a fresh start. Watch Geelong, Essendon and Collingwood. The Bombers have been poor and contested ball for some period. Do they need another midfielder after spending up? I'm not sure. Geelong is the team who want to bolster their midfield, and I think they're the big ones to watch. And before we let you go, buddy, staying in Sydney, ending Jay-Z, surely? I, I think so. I don't yeah. want to say storm in a teacup, but uh, I'd be very surprised if that, if after um, you know $10 million deal... He's then uh, squabbling over $100,000 minus 50 for tax. So Sydney, very, very confident that the superstar remains in red and white for next season. Beautiful. You're a good man, Jay-Z. Thanks so much for joining the Dead Set Legends. Good on you, boys. Thanks, Jay-Z.
Triple M, 104.7 on the dial, and we're also on a listener, L-I-S-T, and uh, it's Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tomo. We open up the phones very shortly. What do the Crows need? Who do they need to pick up? Is it on-field, off-field? We'll get to your calls after 10.30. But right now, I've got to talk about the Adelaide Football Club taking on Collingwood today. Rocky, this should be a good game of footy. Yeah, it should be. I think last time, if we uh, cast our minds back to round two, I think it was when the Crows went over to the MCG and tried to play this kick-mark game against Collingwood. They were nervous about the pressure and absolutely butchered it completely Mm. that night. So I don't think they'll play like that. But the the big concerning thing for the Adelaide Crows is they've, they don't. I don't think they know their style yet. Um, they're still trying to figure that out. They're, they're a high stoppage team, so they're number one in the competition for stoppages, um, total stoppages of the games they're involved in. But mm. they also sit fifteenth from scores from stoppages differential against their opponents, which yep. is right down the bottom. So you don't really want to play a stoppage game. Yeah. Their front half intercepts. Uh, they're sixteenth in the competition for that. Um, so we know that they've had their struggles this year. They've been good, but. They play a high handball game. So they're the highest handball team in the competition um, across the board. So we know that their midfielders get a lot of that and they generally use each other with handball. Collingwood are number three in the competition for pressure. So if they want to bring that game today, that high handball game, look out. Collingwood will wipe you off the park. Their pressure's too good. They'll turn it over and go forward and score. So which way do the Crows play today? Do they go back and try and play that kick mark game? I don't think they do because their skills have been shown up this year that they can. They're going to have to try and play their brand of footy but it invites Collingwood's heat. Do they play quick enough at the moment? When, when things are working for them, are they able to get the ball moving quick enough to maximise what they've got down forward? Because up forward, they've got a decent structure, I think, yeah. now. You know, things are starting to work okay. When Very talented. delivered the right way, do you think that they've got you know, the ability to get the ball in there quick enough to have a real threat? Well, they, Collingwood today. They bring up a forward at stoppage. So they bring a f- small forward up who just hits through the stoppage so that you're potentially giving up a minus one, which I think Collingwood will go to the plus one in their defence. So they move it fast by hands, but then there's no real control on the ball movement because we know the best way to um, take away team defence and build pressure the other way is to take uncontested marks, which the Crows don't have the ability to do that at the moment. We know they've got a potent forward line and Tex Walker leads that really well. So... Um, if they give their forwards an opportunity, they don't necessarily get the ball in there enough. The damning numbers for them this year has been that they can't score. They're 16th in the comp for score, but they're also 14th in the comp for scores against. So we know that they sit down the bottom for a reason. How do they nullify Collingwood's um, defence today? It is to kick Mark to take that pressure away, but I don't think they're capable of doing that at the moment. Mm. Have we found a little chink in Jordan Dawson's armour as well, being tagged last week by Hawthorne, didn't have a massive impact on the game? Rock, do you think Collingwood will go that way today? Well, I think they'll put some time into him. He's their best player, and we know he's missed a fix-it. We've, I've watched the Crows pretty closely this year. He can end up on the last line of defence. We need to play him on the wing, I think, yep. um, from a Crows point of view. Play him on the wing. He's really good effectiveness going inside 50s in the top 10 in the competition for delivering the ball inside 50 and they score off his kicks going in, which is 40%, which is really high. But we don't find him down there enough and, mm. and delivering the ball. So I'd play him on the wing and if they want to tag him on the wing, good luck. He's really good airily mm. um, on the ball. But you also, if they want to tag him at the stoppage, he's a sweeper set up for that stoppage. So then you're opening up the front of the stoppage. So it pulls a Collingwood defender over the other side. You've got the 
ability to come out the front of the stoppage, and then then that's what you're talking about. If you can come out shoulders out, you don't have to overuse it by hands, and you can kick it to your forwards. Matty Crouch dropped again. Uh, yeah. Sort of week in, week out. Sort of seems a bit of a scapegoat at the moment, Fergie. He does. I just wonder whether they've got to try another mix. We're, they keep saying, oh, the mix we've got, it's not working, so he's out. Why is he always the one out? He's having 30 touches. So what's the knock on him? That he he crabs back, and, and that, but he, he uses well, it well. well. He uses I, it well I don't enough. get it, because they haven't tried the other way. Mm. They, they keep the other... Everyone else stays the same. He's one in, one out with... It does seem to be one or two different players each time, but I just wonder why can't we just leave someone else out and see what it looks like? Well, who are you with, saying? Ben Keyes or someone? Well, it could be someone someone like that, um, because at the moment, you know, we we see a lot of guys racking up quite a few touches, but there's got to be some other options, Rocky. Yeah, there is. I've got um, some thoughts on what that looks like. So we'll touch on that about just after 10.30 on yep. what I think the Crows can do differently to get different players involved, also right. play a, a club best and fairest. But moving on to the other game, Port Adelaide take on Melbourne yep. um, in Alice Springs. I think this game's there for Port Adelaide to take. I think Melbourne aren't in that good a form since the mm. They've They had that really good game against Brisbane, but... Other than that, they've been up against it. We know that the coach isn't going out there for Port Adelaide this week. He's in COVID isolation. But, yeah. uh, no, no Clayton Oliver. Yes, no Clayton Oliver. One. No Ruckman for Port Adelaide. It seemed to work, but this is a great challenge. Max Gorn um, and Luke Jackson, if you can get them done in the ruck, then yeah. Port Adelaide may not need a Ruckman. No, that's right. And it should be a cracking game of football. That'd be brilliant. But, you know, with uh, Melbourne as well, won their last three of four playing at Alice Springs. So looking forward to that. And to keep their finals hopes alive, Port Adelaide, it is a must win. Well, this is one they've got to steal back. That's it. I like it. 14 minutes past 10. Big Rusty joins us next. Can't oh, wait. Yes. Triple M. 104.7 Triple M. Dead set. Legends Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. We're opening up the phones very, very shortly on one triple three five three. What do the crows need? We'll do that in the next twenty. This motorsport update with Rusty is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. On the line is Greg Rust, a very, very good mate of the Dead Set Legends. He dominates Rusty's Garage podcast, which you can get for free on the listener app. Rusty, you got us. Happy Saturday. Good morning, guys. Hey, mate, the former umpire for F1, Aussie Michael Massey, has spoken for the first time since the controversial end to the season last year. This is all class by Michael Massey. So he's remained uh, very silent despite um, some awful things that have been levelled against him on social media. Um, so he's basically no longer a part of the governing body, the FIA. He's, uh, he's thanked them. He's moved back from Europe to Australia. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the next chapter for this bloke uh, is. Hopefully he can get a job um, and a significant one and do good things uh, still within the motorsport sphere because he's got a lot to offer, an enormous amount of talent. And there's more than a few of us that think that this is, uh, you know, this is their loss, the loss of the, of the governing body. He brought a lot to the table. They were very difficult circumstances he went through um, at the end of last year. And some of the treatment in the wake of that is disgraceful, in my opinion. Yeah, well, we'll... Yeah, well said. Um, Dan Ricardo has taken to social media to shut down rumours about his F1 future. Rusty? Well, this is a kind of complicated one because the rumours have been circulating for ages. And it probably hasn't helped that he's had a difficult run at McLaren. So that's prompted a lot of us to go, what's going on? Will he see his contract, which will take him through to the end of 2023? Will it go the full distance and so on? Um, we've talked on the show a couple of Saturday mornings ago about uh, the boss of McLaren and, and what he said mm. about it, Zach Brown, and, and, and committing to it. So Dan actually put something up on social media, a very detailed quote about how he's committed to the team. Um, you know, he's got a lot to offer. I've, I've said a few times now to you guys that you just don't lose 
your talent overnight, in my opinion. Yeah. Something's not right with the car. Yep. He's having a few difficult weekends as well. Um, but what's compounded this, guys, is that McLaren in the United States have tried to secure a, a, a championship-winning IndyCar driver, and there's a bit of a, a stoush with this driver's former employers. But everyone's going, if he's moving to McLaren, what does that mean in terms of the shake-up for the overall McLaren driver lineup? And will there be a knock-on effect to Dan? So Dan's right. taken to social media to shut that down. And Rusty, there's been a bit of tension between the two top teams in the supercars up in Townsville. Yeah, but it's kind of something that fans uh, love in some respects. So it's Shane Van Gisbergen for the Red Bull Holden team, um, Anton Dickasquale for the, the Dick Johnson racing team in the, in the Mustang, final corner basically in, uh, in Townsville. And Anton had a crack. He tried to dive down the inside. Unfortunately, Shane got turned around. On the run to the finish line, Anton endeavoured to do the right thing and redress that because he thought he was, he'd overstepped the mark. Um, Shane was having nothing of it. But I think in the wake of all this, guys, you know what? We need a bit of rivalry in sport. Uh, and I think over a quiet little lemonade, uh, Shane wouldn't have liked being turned around. There's no doubt about that. But I reckon he would have said kudos for having a go. So um, may we see a bit more of that in, uh, in Supercars, maybe. No, absolutely. Rusty, thanks so much for jumping on the Dead Set Legends on this Saturday morning. Have a cracker weekend. See you guys. Thank you. That's Rusty for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Triple M. Triple M. 10.32 is the time. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. Time to get the punters involved on one triple three five three. What do the Crows need? Obviously, a couple of years into the rebuild, there's a dividing opinion, divide the state really, about yeah. how they uh, are tracking. It was a pitiful performance last week in the first quarter against the Hawthorne Footy Club. Just got wiped off the park. And um, yeah, it begs the question on one triple three five three. What do the Crows need? Because there's a lot of people saying there's too many of the same players on the list at the moment. Mm. And uh, squeezes obviously Matty Crouch out this weekend, Rob. Yeah, there's a good article in the paper today covering all that as well. And we, we're trying to work out why Matty Crouch is always the first out. I mm. can't work it out. I yeah, think I he deserves like the opportunity. They brought him back in last week, played him on the wing. We know he's not a wing player. Um, we spoke about the inside mix of Laird, Keys, and Crouch. They're all too similar. So for me, uh, if I was at the Adelaide Footy Club, I'd move Laird to halfback. I right. think he's a a line breaker, and he can be really influential off the halfback flank. Imagine going to halfback and you've got Smith on one halfback flank and Laird on the other. Two running carries, line breakers, where I think that's lost when Laird is in the middle. Yep. I don't think he has that impact of uh, the ability to run out in open space, carry, break the lines and deliver it to the forwards. I'd play Dawson on the wing, settle him there and just put him there. I know he can play different roles and fix it for him. Um, well, I've spoken about it endlessly on this show and, and on the Triple M call, their skills. They need to go to work on their skills, uh-huh. um, identify that through the summer. They need to work on their defence. They, they've spoken about wanting to be a front-half team. How do they do that? They need to make sure that their defence is really strong. So I'd actually move Keys to half-forward as well. One of the hardest positions on the ground to play is a half-forward, but Benny Keys is a, a real worker and he's mm. as fit as anyone. He can get up and down the ground, but he can also put that pressure on in the front half, lock the ball in the front half. I like that. I like yeah. Keys forward. I, I think he he does have that high intensity about him. He's always on the go. Um, he's always trying to offer something to his team. I think that's a real strength of his and that's a role that requires that. He could become a lead at that role. I, I like the Laird one as well. I think if you've got two guys that can be damaging off half back, it can it can create that run that they've probably lacked a little bit of. 
And those guys have probably got a bit more polish than the, the majority of that midfield. So I, I actually feel like they've got plenty of guys that can get it out to some runners. They just need guys running past. Smith, Duday, Laird off a half-back line. Mm. You, you take that any day of the week yeah. in an AFL system. You know, if you're down the bottom where they are, some 14th to 18th position, that's a, that's that's something you'd, you'd take. I just want to read something out quickly. I, I just got this sent to me. So Rory Laird last week, 42 possessions, right? Mm. 298 metres game. That's seven metres per possession. Ben Keys, thirty he had thirty touches, yep. two hundred and thirteen meters gained, seven meters per possession again. Mm. Matty Crouch, twenty eight last week, hundred and two meters gained. That's mm. three point six meters per possession. So yep. it's the same mix in there. That's what mm. that's what the problem is. And I think that's why we find Matty Crouch on the outer. You put Matty Crouch into a, a decent Geelong midfielder where he's crabbing back, because that's the knock on him, isn't it? That he crabs back and doesn't get enough forward and can use it and give it to the mm. to the elite players running through. He flies in a good team. Yeah, well, when I, I think, agree with that. When I think of Laird, I think of him at his best, and he's probably a lot more metres gained per possession. And yeah. there, there is a stat that they take, which I think in, in Matty Crouch's case is the net metres gained. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you're delivering it to someone, and then the metres they get off that. So I envisage Matty Crouch going through the midfield, feeding to Smith, yep. who's then kicking at 60 metres. Yes, so the right. net metres gained is really important in that stat, which we don't have – um, on us at the moment, but it can be lost a little bit there. So I think they need to just have a look. And we know they're a high handball team, so they need yeah, to fix right. that as well. They need to t- talk about skills. They're 17th in the competition for marks, so they, they just can't get control around yeah. that. And, and they, they just handball the footy too often, which invites pressure from the opposition. So this is five players here I've got in front of me. This is off the top of my head as well, who had, to me, pretty well all the same player. McHenry, Murphy, Jones, Rowe, and Gallucci. It's, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that's, it's sort of going back to the, to the well a little bit. So let's open this up on one triple three five three. What do the Adelaide Crows need? We want the punters out there jumping mm. in, whether you're on the way to your footy now or, or whatever's going on. We really want to hear from you. one triple three five three. What do you believe the Adelaide Crows need? We've got some great prizes to give away as well. This is brilliant. You get double to go see the black phone in cinemas. This is one of the great yes. moves. I tell you right now. On one triple three five three. Give us a call right now. Triple M. Triple M, 104.7 on the dial, and we're also on listener as well, L-I-S-A-T and uh, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson, and Tom Owen, boys. We're smack bang in the middle of a phoner here on one triple three five three. The phones are lit up, which is fantastic. What do the Crows need? Because, obviously, taking on the Collingwood Football Club today, and ever since last week, that first quarter against Hawthorne, there's been a lot of rumblings going on about oh, yeah. some, some pretty disgruntled supporters, Rock. Yeah, we flagged it a bit earlier in the year. We feel like the uh, rebuild's just stagnated a little bit this year. We haven't seen the improvement that we thought we were going to get from the Adelaide Crows. And just a, a few concerning things. I think they've put a line through Matty Crouch now. I think his time's done at, at the Crows. On the back of, I think, Matty Nix a fortnight ago said he's a required player and we want him to stay mm. to, I think he made a comment yesterday about uh, Matty Crouch. Well, look, we never stand in a player's way. We, we work with that player on you know, what we, we can do to make it best for them and best for the footy club. You know, there's two sides to all of this. 28 touches last week for, for Matty Crouch. He's in yeah. one week, he's out the other. You're pretty well, strong on this, Ferg. I am. I mean, he's had 28 touches, 86% efficiency. So he's getting it to someone. Yep. We're maintaining possession. Um, yes, there's a metres gained issue. I'll, I'll wear that. No problems at all. But he's also had six tackles. He's provided some pressure around the contest. I can't remember the last time someone had 28 touches at 86 with six tackles. Yeah. Like that, They are some seriously good and stats. And then get dropped. 
and then being left out. Like, mm. When was the last time that happened? One triple three five three. What do the Crows need? Is it another midfielder? Is it a, a different sort of look up front? We want to hear your thoughts. One triple three five three. The phones are open as we go to Matt from Seaford. What are your thoughts, brother? Hey, mate. Okay, boys, how you going? Good, mate. Good, great. Oh, I'd be chucking the kitchen sink and everything at that Horn Francis. They need a bit of power coming out of that midfield. You've got Matty Crouch and all these. They, they don't hurt you. 50 touches, whatever. Handball backwards. Go and, if they're rebuilding you, go and chuck everything you can. Go and get that boy. Get him here and yeah, give it a crack. Yeah, okay. I like that. Big like big that. bull inside. Yep, beautiful. Uh, Dalton from Holden Hill. What, what do you think needs to change at the Adelaide Crows? Morning, boys. How are you? Good, mate. Good, thanks. Um, I think they need a couple of things. The first thing they need is a Bailey Fritch, Jack Gunston type of mm. forward. You've got Bill Thorpe, Gallant, Walker, uh, Fogarty, all the time, sort of, same sort of player, and then mm. surrounded by really smalls. You don't have that genuine mid-forward, um, which can lead up hitting an option like Tom Lynch used to do for them. Um, and I also think they need that just no-nonsense X-factor, I'm going to take the game by the throat, and that sort of midfielder, a Petrarca, Oliver... Wanton Pelly or Dusty Martin, someone like that that can just go, nah, I'm changing this game, I'm going to do it myself. So that hybrid style of play that you're talking about, Lynch, Fritch, um, Bruce, even, you know, is there anyone in the comp that you, you like the look of other than obviously Bruce is probably getting to the back end and, and Fritch isn't going anywhere? Is there some, a younger player around that you think they should headhunt? Uh, I mean, everyone's saying Horn Francis. I think, I think that might be a bit of a mistake because while he might be, you know, that, that ball... Um, again, he's a bit like Keys, a bit like Laird, a bit like mm. those sort of players. So I, I'd be looking, uh, not off the top of my head yeah. without uh, looking at uh, any teams or anything, but just, just just someone in that 22 to 24 bracket that might be a bit on the outer. Yeah, that, good call. Yeah, I like that. that. Yeah, uh, well it. said, Dalton. That's uh, fantastic. And look, he's, he's throwing up a few names that go all right. Obviously, yeah, they're not yeah. just, you know, knocking on the door, ready to just squeeze into the crows. No. Old Oliver Petrarca <laughs> as well. You know, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind them as well. Um, Roger, Ingle Farm, what do the crows need, brother? Ah, uh, mate, look, I might be a bit harsh here, but you either need some experience or a new coach. Now, I'm only saying this because since he's been there, he's got rid of all the experienced guys, pretty much, and he's putting kids in there. And the kids will never do as good as experience. You can't beat experience. So you, you, you're, you're more on the lines of dropping Matt Crouch, who's uh, you know, a lot of experience being lost there. Is that what you're saying there, Rog? Uh, yes, I am. Yep. Mm. Okay. I don't disagree with him. I, I feel like there's they're losing an awful lot at the at the coal face and a lot of crisp dis, uh, disposals, getting it out to people that can do something with it. Yep. Yeah. Let's head out to Seaton. We've got Paul. What do you think about the Adelaide Crows and Matty Crouch being squeezed out? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of footy and watch a lot of footy over the years, but pieces. I don't follow the Crows. I must admit. Mm-hmm. But as a footy person, uh, I might be old school. But you've got to find the footy. Um, you've got to have people to find the footy first to get it out to people. Now, I, I think creators, you know, I know he's talking about meters game, what Ferg was saying, but he's still got the footy and he's still finding the footy. They've got a lot of players in that side who can't find the footy first. Yep. So, you know, you've got to find footy. It's a pretty simple game. In my view is that you've got to find it and kick it. You know, when the other center get down the ground, kick goals. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. So I reckon he's been... Uh, I reckon he's been burnt myself. Yeah, okay, that's fair, cool. And, and strong and fair as we go out like to it. Salisbury Downs. We've got Rebecca. Rebecca, what do the Crows need? How would you fix it up? 
Um, well, I think um, they need to go hard for Liam Jones. I think Ooh, he's established. He's a tall back. We know he's really good with his hands on the ball. And he may be able to stop some of that. Um, those goals that mm-hmm. are just getting pumped in there, pumped in there, and it will make the back line taller. Yep. And he can play half back as well. So, mm. you know, he might not even get into their 50, mm. you know, but he's, he's established, he's coming back, mm. and it's just a matter of who wants him. Yep, fair call. And obviously that's been raised with the AFL dropping the vaccine mandate. That's why he didn't play in season 2022. Some very, very good calls there. Yeah, pretty passionate as well about where the Crows are at and how they can improve. And I think there's some good ideas. I think Liam Jones is a good fit. I think that's experience. A good fit. 31, though, yeah. Rock. Yeah, but you need that. When you're rebuilding, you need experience. Mm. We've spoken about the 22 players that they've brought in. They've brought in all kids, and they, they lack a bit of experience, and they've dropped Matty Crouch off the back of that. So no, they need I, some old heads you out there. You yeah, I think, him well, I'm just a little bit worried that 31's just that little bit too far over the, the precipice. I feel like maybe someone but, who's like late 20s with maybe four, five, six years left in them, I, I feel like. Jones, that's a good good fit now for mm-hmm. two years, mm-hmm. but you're not getting much more than that. It's interesting, actually. Like the one of the callers there, Dalton, I think he said uh, about the the hybrid sort of Ford, the Bruce mm. sort of look like. Tom Lynch wasn't really replaced, was he? No, no he wasn't. No. But he's hard to replace as well. He played that's a right. really important role for the Adelaide crowd. Great, Cole. Thank you so much for jumping on board. The Dead Set Legends there, Adelaide. Hoodoo Guru's bit of sweet. Oh my God! Next, debuting a segment. Mean tweets. Our boy Rock is in the Gunners post. Oh no! Oh no! Triple M. (laughs) Triple M. One hundred four point seven on the dial, and we're also on listener as well. It's free. L I S T N R. Time to have a little bit of fun here. Our boy Tommy Rockcliffe had some huge mail that he dropped this time last week about Brody Grundy. Brody Grundy, my mail from a number of sources now is will not be at Collingwood next year. Wow, that's big news. They're happy to part ways with him. Um, GWS has been floated. My understanding is he wants to stay in Melbourne, Mm -hmm. but is there a pull to get him back to South Australia as well? The keyboard warriors of the Collingwood sort had an absolute field day with that, so it's time to do this. On Triple M's Dead Set Legends, it's time for... Everybody hurts. Mean Tweets. So the premise of this, boys, is I've found... I've been scouring the internet all mm-hmm. week, and I've found about eight or nine of the meanest sort of comments, yep. tweets, mm-hmm. about our boy Tommy Rockley. Oh, no, not Rock. And, uh, and so <laughs> not this Rock is the, again. Because we've looked after him all year, haven't oh, we? We're fair? trying hard. <laughs> we're trying really hard. Pulling yeah. in at every opportunity. <laughs> and, and so I just thought it'd be a good idea to air these, okay, and just go through with it. And if Rocky reads them out, this would be the best way. It's like a self-healing. Yeah, I like it. I think we just need a cleanse. I'm just handing him over to Rocky right, now. Here we go. All right, off the top. So what makes Rockliffe a geni- genius to know what is happening at Collingwood? Stick your nose into your previous teams. At least they, they, you may have some idea what is happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 2022 Tom Rockliffe looks like he's eaten 2015 Tom Rockliffe. Oh, hang on a second. Who's, who's written this? Come on. That's who's not real. Who, who's written that one? <laughs> It's not Tom real. Tom fan yeah. underscore 69. <laughs> How come all the uh, retweets and quote tweets and likes are all the same on every one? Uh, Chris Dipmar, the big red cat. Triple M needs a no junk mail sign because all of Rocky's mail is trash. <laughs> Dits is piling in. Dits, come on, mate. Seriously, oh, some of the mail he's dished up lately. John Barry, me old mate, Johnny from Norwood. <laughs> 
Tom, Tom Rockliffe can't even speak, let alone get male correct. <laughs> oh, come on, John. Who have we got here? Mark Rusciuto, is it? <laughs> Tom oh, Rockliffe, no, spare seriously. me. <laughs> Short and to the point. Uh, Shannon says, have you been hanging out with Tom Brown? Oh. Tom Brown, Tom Brown. Triple M's very own. Peter said, uh, another media deal trying to make himself relevant. Well, that's a bit unfair. Double yeah. double spread in today's paper on yep. Brody Grundy. That's right. And Dave Cochran says, Tom Rockliffe looks like he's either got a peanut allergy or has been stung by a bee. <laughs> oh, hang on a second. Now, I'm not going to stand for this. Oh, no. There's got to be repercussions for some of this I find some cowardly this keyboard bloody, warrior activity. This is nothing short of inhumane. No, I don't like it. <laughs> Filthy, it's, I it's am. distasteful. Filthed up. Oh, well, we'll wait and see what happens, won't we, at the end of the year. I mean, he's been nailing all the stories he's been coming out with. What more has he got Alistair to do? Alistair Clarkson. Well, that's going to happen, isn't it? Oh, Don't mind that segment. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> well, I was looking for someone, me and Ferg. I couldn't find anything. So. <laughs> ah, well, that's, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Dead set legends. <laughs> Triple M, 10 minutes past 11 o'clock. Triple M will be rocking football from 11.30 today. It's Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tomo. And our next guest, 229 games to his name, best and fairest at the Adelaide Crows and the Melbourne Football Club now just absolutely taking the piss in the rush oh, out. Bernie Vince, Bernard, hello. Nah, I'm very good, boys. Good to be on the show. I'm a bit surprised I haven't been on a touch earlier because... Uh, well, you haven't asked me, but uh, no, good to be with you. You have been Come, on, mate. You're <laughs> on earlier in the year when you're on your way to stand. Come on, mate. Right. Right. You guys it's already you forgotten. started then, had you? I thought that was just a trial session. <laughs> I can't oh, remember right. much, Sorry. can you, big fella? <laughs> no. Now, Bernie, no. special comments today with our man uh, Tommy Rockcliffe. Enough room in the box, you reckon? Oh, yeah, there's actually pretty big boxes here at Adelaide Oval, luckily. But uh, <laughs> nah, last time we did it, in all seriousness... They're still talking about it. One of the best calls they reckon that anyone had ever seen. I hadn't even, I don't, haven't even met everyone in our office in the uh, Triple M, and there were people coming up to me I'd never heard of, never, never <laughs> seen. And I go, oh, I love the call. Can we get you back again? Oh, just the team, Rocky just complimented us beautifully. So, I love it. Uh, BT was over and uh, Jim. So, nah, excited about doing it again. Big game today too. Collingwood uh, just. Not at their best last week, so uh, they're, they're right for the taking if, if Adelaide can turn up. But they need to turn up last week. Very poor, especially at the start of that game. Mm. The game was sort of done by quarter time. So I'm expecting a bit of a bounce back and uh, a few changes this week too. I want to speak to you about the Crows, burner where you see they're at in their rebuild. Two and a half years in now, we've seen Matty Crouch in and out. The messaging from Matty Nix has completely changed from last week where he was safe and yeah. wanted him to stay to we'll facilitate a trade if he wants to. It's good for both parties. <laughs> What's happened yeah. there? Well, I don't know. If you, if you can read into it, uh, you let me know because I can't. A few mixed messages. I just hope, in all seriousness, though, I do hope that behind closed doors that Matty Crouch is very clear about why he's out of the team and, and what's happening because from an outsider, it's a bit confusing and I run into supporters even walking into the ground uh, today and talking to people. They're confused as well. So um, I don't know if he needs to be a bit clearer. I know you don't like to give away everything in the media, but... Maybe just come out and say why, because I feel like, you know, he's he's not hadn't been their worst. Mm. I mean, and he keeps he's the one that's going out all the time, Matt Crouch. So mm. I'd like to see him, you know, even keys like he's has he been much different to the way Matt Crouch has been playing. I'm it just sure. feels like he's a scapegoat at the moment. Yeah, 
He does. And I'd like to see him change that whole midfield up. Then obviously not going to play finals and, and uh, who knows about next year. But get some get some midfield time into Saligo. And we've seen that Barry, yeah. he's been playing in there. He's starting to come on uh, like we'd like to see. But there's not many others that are getting time in there. I'd like to see Laird. Laird, he's been the best midfielder at Adelaide, obviously, for the last few years. But I'd like to see him go back to half-back. He's, he's a gun back there, two All-Australians. And, and give some of, give some development time into these young kids. And, yes, it might be a bit brutal to start with, but that's how you learn against a good side. So that's what I'd like to see. Yeah, no, that's good, Burn. Rocky said something very similar just mm. before. He's right on board with you. I'd like to ask you a little bit about the list build, Burn, because to me it just seems like, and this is a good example, talking about the midfield and, and Crouch finding his way out every time. It seems like there's a lot of very similar players in a couple of sections of the ground. One's the midfield. A lot of guys that are getting their hands on it a lot and like to dish it off. Not a lot of runners, guys that are getting outside and, and delivering well inside Ford 50. And a lot of tools that are very similar types, young guys. And there's a real battle for game time in those areas. Even the yep. small forwards, there's a lot of very similar types. Yeah, no, there is. And it's a really good point. And that's a list management decision, isn't it? And mm. If you guys are playing for their future, I reckon, uh, at State, or their position in this, well, not just in this team, but in this list, because uh, there's some there's going to be some harsh decisions made at the end of the year. And, you know, look at Lockie Murphy and, and Jimmy Rowe, who goes out of the side as well mm. this week. There, there's a lot of similar types, those those types as well. And Rochelle's probably jumped all of them in the pecking order in terms of uh, that small half-forward role. So, I mean, yeah, through the midfield, I'd like to see even Pedler, who's not playing. Schomburg's come back into the team. But just play these guys through the midfield. Best way to learn is get them in there. And, yes, there might be a little bit of pain. But the supporters will be able to see the plan or see, you know, the long-term mm. plan. But at the moment, sort of like, there's a, you know, sitting on the fence a little bit. There's, a, you know, hedging his bets both ways, Nixie, at the moment with, yeah. with you know, the same, the same thing happening every week. And, Burn, you had some mail on Ross Lyon at the start of the week. And um, I'll play some oh, audio yes. for you. But I think it went down really well with JB and Bill. <laughs> there has been a rumour that has swept Melbourne over the past 24 hours that they really want Ross Lyon and that he's the man. Bernie Vince has said he will be the coach of, Bernie. The, of the North Melbourne oh, football Bernard, club. Bernard, no, how would he know? <laughs> Seriously, if you're going to try and make a story sound credible, <laughs> yeah. you're not throwing Burns' well, name at it. And Tom Rockcliffe, you'll say oh, next. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Bernie, now, Burn, when was the last time Bill brought anything to the table of credibility? Uh, about, well, before he started playing, he didn't see much when he played. So I wouldn't be throwing stones, uh, Bill, but I expect a full, not a verbal apology, I want a written apology in front of a big home crowd one day because I don't throw mail out there too often, but when I know something's happened, I'll say it. Yeah, so, yep. and uh, you're sticking by it then, Burn. Obviously, uh, nah, sticking by it, mate. I mm. know someone very close to him, and it's happened. The conversations happened, wow. so it's a matter of whether Ross wants to do it as well, because um, it's he it, it it might not be in a co the actual head coaching role either. It might be a, as okay. a sort of a senior senior assistant at the club. But I think North Melbourne, we, we're going to talk about them quickly. They need someone like a Ross Lyon. Oh yeah. You know, everyone talks about Alistair Clarkson, whether he's available or not, who knows. But um, they need someone. They've, they've tried the first-year coach, and it hasn't worked. Uh, so, Or the new coach coming in, the, the last three have been that. So I think they need some seniority, someone that's kind of come in and just go bang, like a Paul Rose type, like yep. he did at mm -hmm. Melbourne when he came there. Came in, went bang, made some tough decisions, turned the complete list over, complete footy club or the football department, and uh, look where they ended up a few years after that. So... Uh, who knows? Like it, Bernie. You're a star, mate. Thanks so much for jumping on the Dead Set Legends. Enjoy the call today.
Ah, good stuff, boys. Love the show. Thanks, Thanks Ben. Cheers. Perfect. Righto, lads. We're going to wrap the show up next here at Triple M, the Dead Cert Legends, 04885-1047 to get in touch as well. 104.7 Triple M. This is Dead Cert Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Cow Ferguson and Tom Owen. Boys, time to welcome Lucy Austin to the show. She's just received a, a contract for the uh, Adelaide Thunderbirds, which is absolutely brilliant. Lucy, you got us. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, no worries at all. Hey, congratulations. First up, must be an absolute thrill. You've uh, you've been here throughout the the system with the with the Matrix Netball Club. Uh, you must have been absolutely over the moon when you you got the nod. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, honestly, like the meeting could have gone either way. So, um, very excited. So for Stoke, ready to get started next year. And Lucy, it's uh, Cal Ferguson here. I'm just wondering what you're looking forward to most about joining. Um, I think just like playing at that next level and playing alongside so many amazing athletes, like international athletes and like just so much experience. So I'm going to learn so much. Yeah, Lucy, uh, what interests you away from the court? How, how do you keep busy? Oh, uh, working, uni, <laughs> um, Spending time with friends, it's the usual stuff, really. Ah, nice one. Uh, hey, Lucy, how are we going with the Matrix Netball Club at the moment? I know you played last night. I think you got a good win, I saw. Yes, we are uh, on track. We've got one more minor round for our game and then into finals, so we're sitting second. Oh, be- and who's the team to beat this year? Contacts, mm, always, oh, okay. every year. Mm. What about away from the court, like uh, Rocky just said? It went, now, this is a very important question. We always ask this on Dead Set Legends. Are we holding hands with anyone at the moment, Lucy? Because we've got right, one of our great producers out in the airlock, yep. and he's, he loves the Thunderbirds, doesn't he, Fergus? He does, absolutely. Yep. And he'll be watching closely this season, <laughs> don't worry. Uh, <laughs> he's, he is a single man. Oh, I am single. Oh, we're a chance. Uh, absolutely Send brilliant. My way. <laughs> I love that, Lou. Thanks so much for joining us on the Dead Set Legends and congratulations to you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Cheers, well done, Lucy.